How we doing, guys? Good, coach. Good. How are you? I'm good. Trying to good coach. move through the madness waters, but it's all good. So, <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. Fire away, all. I got as much time as you need. Okay, I guess uh, I can start. This is Alex Behar from the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, just uh, wanted to know your thoughts on um, on the cancellation of the, or I guess postponement more technically of the the Mountain West season. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's it, it's extremely disappointing for everybody involved, but most importantly, the the young men. Um, it's 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 a, a very difficult time, but I 100. percent You know, I like it, the only thing I can base it off of is is uh, our body of work and the work that's been put in to get us to a point to where we would be able to play and um, be able to put in a safe position to be able to play or as safe as possible position to be able to play. And, you know, that being said, it's absolutely a no-brainer that uh, we're not playing football. And, again, that's I just go by what Utah State uh, has gone through overall from, you know, from the good and the bad of the coronavirus and the ability to be staffed, um, working like crazy to make it right from the training room to the weight room. And, you know, things that people don't look at and understand is, you know, there's three or four shifts that go through the weight room with the football team. It used to be one or two. Um, you know, the the training room has absolutely minimal capacity at times, so they're in there for probably double the time that they normally would be um, when we got to start to practice or when we would have been practicing. And that list goes on and on to the equipment room to, you know, to how you go about the manpower to be able to have a guy that usually taping ankles and evaluating practice and taking care of kids, and now he's doing temperature checks on top of that, plus the other things that COVID brought. So for us, uh, there's a big dynamic to it. Number one, um, it's best for our kids, especially with the, you know, the cases that, that we had and the situations that we would, we would have been um, many, many weeks in the last, whatever, seven, eight, nine weeks that we've been going about this thing. You know, we would have been, we would have been at far from full strength as a football team and uh, at times actually having a, a hard time putting position group out on the field to be able to play a game with a potential forfeit on our hands. So I think it's the right decision, um, slam dunk, and now it's time to be able to move forward and help these kids have some direction, especially the seniors, and that needs to happen quickly um, to give these seniors some directions when, when they walk back in here you know, August 31st and school starts. Yeah, just real quick, sorry. Um, you mentioned the cases we had. Can you say how many um, cases you guys had on the team? Oh, I, I don't know um, how many it is. I, it's, that's not substantial. It's not really the cases on the team. It's just the tracking, right? And it gets very very difficult as you go through to uh, track the young men that are involved and the amount of days that they lose. Um, you know, that's where that's where it gets difficult. It's not the true, oh, we had – you know, a bunch of kids that had it. It's the tracking that uh, is, is, in my opinion, is is the very hard part to make it so a, a football team can functionally put a, a quality product out there on the field. At least, again, and this is just us. This is our our case situation. But uh, you know, we were we were in a good spot, and the trainers did their job. Um, but you know, at times it becomes difficult just because of the number that can be involved in tracing. Coach, uh, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, how how did you break the news to the team, and and how difficult is a part of a job is that for you? Well, it's very difficult, and you know I thought the league as a whole did a great job of you know trying to get it out to us 
and giving us an opportunity to get it out to the team before uh, Twitter got it. But it didn't work. Never works, right? <laughs> Today's day and age. But we were close. We were within about a 15-minute window that it broke out on, on Twitter. And I think the league, again, did everything they could as a university. John and his crew did everything they did to, to alert the coaches let them know it was coming and gave us a window of opportunity to get to them. And I think that, uh, you know, we were, again, we were close, um, but we did it through a, uh, a Zoom call. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It's uh, that first, the first was just basically giving the breaking the news and telling them that. And then yesterday we had an organizational meeting to try to get us, you know, moving in the right direction. And it's, we got knocked down. It's over with. We're not going to play this season. We know that. But now the, the important thing is, uh, is to give the kids some some guidance because finally, after a, a long period of time, uh, they have some uh, idea of what's taking place, which is not what they wanted, obviously, and none of us wanted that. But it uh, we do have uh, a direction now, I would say, and so that's what we did yesterday is to give them some direction for the next three and a half weeks, and uh, then we'll get back August 31st and, and see where the world stands at that point as far as college football. And, start academics at that point. Travel to Desert News. Um, just what was what was your role or the coach's role in the whole process? How involved were you in discussions? Kind of what was that like for you? Oh, very involved yeah. with within our circle here at Utah State. Um, you know, I, I thought a president did a President Cockett did an amazing job of communicating with I know all of the uh the staff, in my opinion, I know with me it was it was great communication. With John, it was great communication. Jerry Bovey, you know, so administration standpoint here, just in our our section of Utah State, I thought we had great communication and um, for what we knew um, and what we could gather. So it was, that was very good. I would say that uh, you know the communication with the league and the head coaches was the the league did their best. I mean, we had head coaches meetings continually once a week for a long period of time and. Um, you know, at the end, we didn't really have a say when it came down to, you know, commissioners meeting uh, with uh, with the ads and with the presidents. I mean, the head coaches weren't involved in that scenario situation. And uh, but you know, that's that's not that's not our role. That's not where we're at. So uh, our role was my role was involved more so here at Utah State level, and then uh, with the head coaches in the league. And you know, I don't look back at that and say that. Uh, communication would have been any different. I thought it was uh, about what it could be, and I tried to educate and help as much as I could and as much as I was asked to. Gary, this is Eric Franson with uh, 106.9 The Fan. Um, just w- there's With the indefinite postponement, I guess there's still a possibility that conference games could happen in the spring. What would be your opinion or, or thoughts about playing regular football. I know you do spring practices, but what would you th- feel about a conference schedule in the spring? Yeah, just looking at it uh, for what I've seen in a 48-hour uh, reaction to it for myself is, um, you know, I put, a, I put a pen to a piece of paper and, and did the math, and I, I don't see any way how you can have um, a spring football season that's eight to ten games and in any way have it be good for the student-athletes. And that's probably a very unpopular opinion, or maybe it's a popular opinion. But when we get in the spot we are right now, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I think, and I'll tell you why I think that. If you just look at it and you say what we ask these kids to do, you know, we've already lost what would be, you know, a couple spring balls if we did that. Um, we're a developmental program. Didn't have last year's spring ball. Obviously wouldn't have 
this next year's spring ball coming at us if we were playing football games. And spring ball is a time to develop. It's a time for position changes, look at kids at different spots. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had that been taken from the young men and the coaches two times. Um, and that's a minor part of it, but it's still a part of it. Uh, the other part is, as we look back and we just say in a whole that uh, our training cycles have been broken up. Um, this last summer's training cycle was was very different. Um, obviously, the training cycle from when this whole thing took place to March until when the young men came back was extremely difficult, uh, regardless of where they were, when there was no access to gyms at home or access to uh, weight rooms here or ability to run or being around fantastic strength coaches that we all have around the country. And so their development has been hindered, and that's everybody, not just Utah State, but that's not still it's not best when you sit back and say, okay, those two things have taken place, and now we go through the calendar year of 2021. You look at January, and January becomes um, basically a time to have camp. So that's a heavy workload month. February, we're playing games. March, playing games. April, we're playing games. Those are heavy workload months. May, there would have to be potential of a game or two or a championship game or maybe bowl games, whatever it may be. So I'll give you two months recovery in the month of May. Or excuse me, two weeks recovery in the month of May that the kids may have. They come back in June and July, and now it's time to prepare and, quite frankly, prepare and recover for uh, the next season that's coming on. And so June, you're going to lift weights, recover, get yourselves where you need to be from the season that you just played. July, you're back at heavy training, getting back in shape for football. August, September, August is camp. September, October, November, December, you're playing football. So you're looking at potentially, you know, minimum um, right now would be 20 football games that you could play. And if you're a really good team, you could play 22, 23 games. Uh, that's not feasible. In, in my own opinion. So that's just my own humble opinion. And I'm always going to be in it for kids. I'm never going to stop saying that. And that is not a possibility for our young men to play 20-plus football games in a year if I have anything to do with the decision. Coach, uh, this is Alex again. What was some of the reaction that you got from your players when you broke the news? Well, uh, confused, which they have been for a long period of time. Um, but also a little bit of direction, which was good for them. So I think that uh, they were hap not happy of the decision. They are just happy to have some sort of direction uh, as a whole. Uh, you know, and then there's uh, – I'm going to talk to each one of them individually here in the next couple, three days, whether that's by face-to-face uh, -face or FaceTime or on the phone or wherever they are, uh, because we've given our kids some time to, to go home and, and you know, gather their thoughts and, and take a little bit of a break here when we go through the next couple of weeks. But uh, I've got to get to each one of them, you know, individually in our team meetings. There was, and there's been a lot of conversations. Our assistant coach has done a great job of understanding what their plans are, where they're going to go uh, for the next little bit here. Uh, but, you know, that's the biggest thing I'd say. I think that they were, they were happy to have some sort of direction, extremely disappointed. Uh, and you just worry about the seniors right now. And, you know, we need, we as a, a football world and all the leaders of these young men that we coach in the world of football right now, we need to quickly get direction for these seniors. We, we cannot sit back and just say, well, we're going to maybe play spring ball and we're going to look at this for the next three or four months and figure out how we're going to maybe play spring ball or, quite frankly, even a month. If that's on the table, then those discussions should be being had today and a plan needs to be put out quickly 
for these seniors. Um, the underclassmen, they're the underclassmen, and we'll, they'll, they'll understand the plan and they'll go forward with it. But we have seniors making decisions that uh, we've got to make quick decisions to help them understand exactly what's going to take place uh, for, for a number of reasons. So I, I worry about those kids the most because they've had it taken away from them now and there's no certain return, whether that be spring, whether that be next fall, um, how each uh, conference, how each individual university deals with the ability to bring back seniors. Just because the NCAA said, okay, you can have another senior year, that does not guarantee that you're going to be given the opportunity, as we learned last spring um, when it happened with the uh, with the spring sports, you're not guaranteed the opportunity to go back to your university and be able to play your senior year. And if that's the case, every kid needs an opportunity and a timeline to be able to go out and um, have an opportunity to put themselves out there and possibly play for another university. We all owe that to every senior, and the timing needs to be done quickly to give them that opportunity as we move through the next weeks here. Again, that's just my opinion. Where do you fall on those eligibility speculation as far as giving players an extra year of eligibility? Well, I'm, I'm all for opportunities for kids. Um, there's so many, you know, we could talk for an hour and a half about that, how it affects the kids. If you ask me, do I think it would be great to have every kid have another year because they had a year taken away from them, that would be fantastic. You know, I mean, I'd like to have the, 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 the two years I got back when I blew my knee too, but I didn't get those opportunities. So, um this is different, and it's a completely different scenario, but uh, I would like to have them, sure, get a year back. But, you know, you look at it, and the, the scenarios that the financial situations is a piece of it. And, you know, say you have 14 seniors and they all come back next year. Well, um, there's lockers. There's the ability to handle 14 more kids in the weight room, the training room, academic services. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. It's not just to say, okay, let's load it up and go play football with 14 more kids again. So that's uh, that's a difficult part to look at and understand. And then you look back and you say, okay, we're going to uh, – you take all the kids and give them all another year back. Well, if we do that, let's just say the whole football team, freshman or freshman again, a sophomore or sophomore again, and so on, Okay, and then the seniors come back and you have super seniors. Well, the super seniors take care of themselves. They play next year and then they're gone if you can handle that financially, which is very, very difficult to deal with. And um, But then in four years from now, you know, that freshman class, you double up on your freshman class because you still have to recruit. So you could have technically on a piece of paper, you could have 50 freshmen. And then all of a sudden you could have 50 seniors. And then all of a sudden you could have, you know, 65 kids, uh, or 45, 50 kids, whatever it ends up being, um, that didn't redshirt or did redshirt seniors when they're all seniors. So say you have 45 seniors. Well, uh, that's that's a huge problem. Now all of a sudden your scholarships are, are down 45 and you're in spring football. I mean, it, it just the, the math doesn't work to me. Uh, but, but again, that's, that's me looking at it today in a very short timeline. Uh, I'd love opportunities for kids, but there's a lot of discussions that would have to uh, be had to be able to make that work. Coach, you brought up recruiting. Coach, uh, Do you have uh, an idea of how this affects your your fall recruiting? Some schools or some states are not doing high school football. Some junior colleges are not doing football this fall. How does that affect your recruiting going forward? Yeah, I I would love to see um, just just me speaking again. It affects it in a big way. Now we don't have many spots left to give, but obviously our valuations of our seniors are extremely important. Um, the missed time that we've already had to be able to get kids on campus. You know, our theory is 
we want to get eye to eye, face to face, and make sure that uh, they see us and understand who we are, what Cash Valley is, what our coaching staff's about, what Utah State University is about, and, and what uh, what it means to be a student athlete at Utah State as a whole. And you can't do that over the phone. You can't do that over Zoom. Um, so we are, you know, we're basically in a spot to where uh, we're very selective right now as far as our numbers because we don't have a lot so, uh, to give. So we're fortunate that way. But it's definitely put. Uh, uh, recruiting in a tough spot uh, moving forward with not being able to evaluate them in the, in the in the fall you know that's just another piece of it um the the nfl is going to have to deal with that with every kid that plays in the mountain west the pac-12 the big 10 and so on right now they aren't going to play football they're going to have to deal without that senior evaluation so we'll get through all those things i would like to see the states that are playing football and again probably not real popular in the coaching world if i if i say this but i i would love to see the uh, NCA say, just for the sake of the high school kids, that if for us here in Utah, let us go to high school football games. Let us show face at those high school football games. Is it really going to make that big of a difference and be that big of a recruiting advantage because we're going to go sit in the stands and watch a recruit play? No, I don't think so. But more importantly, let every kid on that team have a college football coach in the stadium with him right now. I think that would be a really cool thing. Those that are playing – um, will that happen? I have no idea. I'm not going to make that decision. But gosh, I'd like to get in front of kids and just, you know, selfishly, I'd watch. I'd love to watch a high school football game. But I'd like to be there and have our staff be there for the kids in Utah to be able to see. I'd love to see BYU in the stands and Utah in the stands and Southern Utah in the stands and Dixie State and Weber State and Snow College. I'd love to see them all in the stands watching these high school kids play football. Coach, um, with with not being able to play any games. Um, for the foreseeable future, what do you anticipate actually doing with the team? I mean, maybe no practices, but are you going to be meeting with them regularly, film, um, team dinners, anything that you think that you'd be able to do within the next few months with them? Yeah, our plan is this, and we put this plan together again very quickly, so it's uh, it's subject to be tweaked for sure, but we were going to bring the kids back August 31st. That's the first day of school. They'll have two weeks to get acclimated to school. Uh, we are going to up their academic load. We want them to go from if they were going to carry 12 hours, we want to carry a minimum of 15 hours. Uh, we had, you know, a lot of the school is online, but a lot of Utah State is not online right now. And so we are going to strongly uh, encourage and quite frankly, we're going to put our kids into as many classes as we can that are um, in-person classes, whatever that looks like in the different classes that they're going through. Uh, we need that. We need our we need our student athletes to get in front of a professor and uh, get around other students and, and be part of the general student population. I think it's a huge part of just growing up and, and understanding life and, and a huge part of college. So uh, we're going to up their academic load and we're going to try to get them in as much, uh, I guess, standard class procedure that we can possibly get them into. And then two weeks into the semester, we will start an off-season program, much like we would start uh, in January. And those cycles are usually seven to eight weeks with our strength coaches. And that's what we have today, and so that's what we're going to go with. Um, I would be hopeful as we go through time that there's a, a time when the NCA comes out and says that we have uh, some sort of uh, you know, spring ball-type practices in the fall. Um, I think that would be fantastic. And whether that's an OTA format similar to the NFL like we've kind of done through the last few weeks here, uh, and, and that's the opportunity we get, or it's a, a true spring ball scenario that uh, these kids would obviously be ready for at that point. 
we have an indoor, so we've got a huge advantage when it comes to that. In the winter months, we could handle that, and we'd be great. So I'm hopeful that we, we have the opportunity. And then off the field, you know, as much as we always do, as much as we can, we're, we're going to – our kids are taken care of, the university – President Cockett, um, John Hartwell, Jerry Bovey, the whole academic department or athletic department, and the university as a whole has done a great job of, you know, putting our kids in a position to nothing's changed for them from a scholarship standpoint. Nothing's changed for the opportunities for what our walk-ons get, which is they're very well taken care of. So that'll be standard operating procedure. Um, uh, but, you know, our coaches are going to be around them a lot, and we need to find things to do, and hopefully we have an opportunity to practice, but it'll be a similar just to – like I said, an off-season program uh, similar to what we get in January starting the middle of September. Coach, besides all this uncertainty with COVID and coronavirus and all that, you've, you've had some uncertainty in your locker room. Just uh, you know, Ty Shaw had some comments that caused some concern, the quarterback transfer. What's it been like this last couple of months just trying to manage uh, your locker room and all the other things that are going on? Well, again, there's been, you know, there's, it's been a very conflicting time for kids in, in many ways, and we've gone through it. Uh, I think it, in, in the end of all these scenarios and situations, we've, we've done our best to do what we do as coaches, and our number, one, our number one responsibility is to educate and take care of young men, and that's exactly what we've done with every scenario that goes through. I mean, each one of those are, are different situations and, and scenarios that have popped up, but... Uh, you know, I think these kids have, have, have handled it well. Um, you know, we've discussed a lot of things as a football team that we've gone through this, and uh, these kids are going to remember 2020. Uh, everyone in the world that's alive today that can remember 2020 is going to remember 2020 for a lot of different ways, and I know our kids will. Uh, I hope we're better for it because we've discussed things. We've learned how to handle, handle problems, issues, scenarios, and, and, and talk it out, which I think is the best thing that we've, we've had discussions um, as a whole football team. So I'm proud of the way these kids have grown. I'm proud of the way they've developed. I don't like what's been taken away from them, but uh, they understand that it's probably the best interest for them that uh, they're not playing right now. And, and I think we've grown as, as individuals and young men. I know I've grown as a coach through this time. Um, there's no doubt that I think I'm – I know I'm a better coach, and I know our assistants are all better coaches because of these hard situations that we've that we've gone through. Um, you know, it's just it's it's been a tough time, but we've worked through it as a staff, and I think we've uh, done a great job for the most part. And I think that our uh, our team has handled it well, and you know we'll uh, we'll continue to react to what comes next. 